0: G'day, this is an abridged version of the episode that you can hear in full by signing up at uncomfortableconversations.substack.com slash subscribe. Enjoy the freebie. G'day humans, welcome to the safe space for dangerous ideas and an all new Ask Me Anything premium podcast based on the questions that you've asked me on Substack. Uh, If you'd like to ask questions for a future AMA, then uh, become a member on Substack. You don't have to pay anything for that tier. That's just the, the freebie. that's just being part of the community and uh, you can hop on the old Substack I say old Substack apostrophe O-L-E Substack even though it's not old because this is a brand new feature that we've just rolled out the ability for you to ask at any point in time any question of me on an Ask Me Anything page within the Substack totally free if you're a member of the community on uh, Substack Uh, Are we fucked? Josh writes Adam Hello Adam He says I'm not normally a doomer but Trump and the populists and the endless culture wars bullshit and the splintering of social media into camps that can't even agree on basic facts all have me worrying that Western civilization is in inexorable decline, acrimony and conflict. What if Trump wins again? What if a lunatic like RFK Jr. does? Is there any hope? Question mark, question mark, exclamation mark, writes Adam. And see, if you join our substack, you get to socialise with upbeat people like Adam and uh, others. The list goes on. No, Adam, I'm just having a joke. I'm having a laugh. Look, I, I share your pe- pessimism sometimes, but you know what I always think to myself? At every stage in human history, there's good reasons to think that everything's fucked. Uh, my father was born in a refugee camp in Switzerland uh, during World War II, in 1943, and uh, he still had kids, I mean, when his mother was getting pregnant, she was a Jewish-Polish woman while the Nazis were rampaging across Europe, and she still had kids. I don't know whether she intended to have kids, or she just liked fucking, and, and you know, I'm sorry, I shouldn't talk about my own grandmother's sex life that way, hi nana, but you know, she did, and so she had them, squirted them out, they were there, She wasn't wringing her hands going, oh, I don't know, should I, you know, use some whatever kind of contraceptive prophylactic is available in 1942 in uh, occupied France? She didn't ask herself that, and if she did, there was no point, because she couldn't get her hands on one, clearly, since I exist. So, that's all one way of saying, don't worry about it, there's always reasons to think that everything's going to hell, I suppose at some point in history we'll be right, and things actually will be going to hell, and there'll be someone like me saying, ah, people have always thought things were going to hell. And, uh, you know, I'll certainly have egg on my face when uh, the end does come. And during Armageddon, Adam will be typing away on my substack saying, you told me that I shouldn't worry about it because your grandmother was a whore. And I'm saying that's not what I was saying. I didn't say that about my grandmother. I just said she had kids nonetheless, even in dark circumstances, darker than the ones we're in now. So, Adam, thank you for being part of the community, but stop rubbing my face in my past words as the world implodes. I have better things to do during Armageddon, Adam. Um, like probably have sex myself. I would have thought. I don't know what I'd do it during Armageddon, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be this. I mean, it wouldn't be answering answering Adam's negative Nelly questions. Andre writes, how do you stay sane in the context of the culture wars? Oh, this is a similar, this is a similar question. Even when I try to, writes Andre, and instinctively tread a moderate line, Andre says, I'm constantly feeling worn out by the push and pull from the extremes. It's exhausting. And then Andre only puts one exclamation mark, not two question marks, plus an exclamation mark, as Adam did. Uh, Andre, thank you for the question. I uh I think it's I think I think I don't find it that exhausting. I guess I guess some people are just hardwired to enjoy the rough and tumble and some people aren't. Like I don't really I think one maybe one thing that I have going for me which I try to always remember is that all of these other people who are talking nonsense are just idiots. Maybe I, what what carries me through Andre I think is my contempt for most people. So I can just it's water off a duck's back. I'm too old. I have zero fucks left. You know, I'm just like whatever, that's fine. If you want to go around arguing with each other, that's that's all right. I remember Ricky Gervais saying that he didn't mind Twitter when people were hating at him because he just felt like a like a cat with lots of little mice just flicking them around, you know, just watching them like a or a kid with a magnifying glass on the ants, just being like I mean, this probably says more about Ricky Gervais's god complex and anything else. But you know what I mean? I don't. I think when I was younger, I, as everybody does, especially in their teens, and even, yeah, I guess your teens mainly, and when you're a kid, assumed that the world was constructed by clever people who put it all together this way because it's supposed to be this way, and that someone's got their eye on the shop. People are running it. You know, it's a well oiled machine. And then when you grow older, you realize with growing horror that nobody knows what the hell they're doing, and actually most of the people in positions of power are no wiser than you are. The whole world is held together with duct tape and twine, and we're all just fudging it. Nobody's got their eye on the shop at all. Nobody's running anything. Uh, We're all over the shop. So I think in some ways that can be horrifying, but in other ways that can be sort of reassuring. You know, the culture wars are raging on. A lot of people are being crazy, and uh, what do I care? I've got uh, I got my beer, you know zero alcohol beer. But still, I got my beer. I got my uh, salami, and that's not a sexual innuendo about my grandmother. That's I mean literally. I'm just eating salami and beer, you know. And as long as there's salami and beer, and no Armageddon just yet, I don't let my blood blood pressure get too uh, too high over it. Uh, Sean writes on the uh, on the Substack AMA. I'm a young father as well. How do you approach the gender ideology slash other woke ideas being taught in our schools as truth? And what's your approach in parenting regarding screen time? I'd love to hear what you think. Oh, congratulations, Sean, on your little uh, little bubs. Um, screen time. I don't. Uh, I don't care about screens. I care about social media. I care about algorithms. I care about the manipulation of our minds through predictive computer programs. So for me, screens are fairly immaterial. I mean, if the kids are doing, uh, you know, a reading app or learning maths or something on an iPad, it doesn't particularly bother me that they're looking at a screen. Um, uh, I, we try not to have them watch TV before school, uh, unless there's a special occasion or something. And they tend not to watch more than I don't know, an hour of TV a day or something, like when they get home from school and they want to chill out and I want them to eat some fruit and vegetables, we put on ABC Me or one of those channels uh, for young kids. I don't care. I mean, what what I am wrestling with is once they get old enough to start, well, we don't let them watch YouTube so that YouTube can't start learning what they, they like and they can't like start selecting things and have algorithmically curated things offered to them uh, from the YouTube uh, column, side column. And once they start asking for social media, then it's going to be a shit fight because I don't want them engaged in that world of self-judgment and self-comparison and bullying and just the endless interfacing with a system that you're using to kind of curate your own existence in real time instead of actually responding to the real world and living in the real world. So that's going to be a problem. But at the age of five, as my kids are, that is not yet a problem. As to how do I approach the gender ideology and other woke ideas being taught as truth, um, I haven't encountered it yet. I mean, they're only in kindergarten. I suspect a lot of it is is online beat-ups. I think it'll be interesting to see how much of that is is real, is is truthful. I caused a, I caused a stir when I said on a recent episode... Um I think that my one of my guests was asking like aren't all humanities or all professions irredeemably woke and can I name a profession oh no it was it was professions dominated by women she was saying are there any professions dominated by women that aren't extremely woke and I said well what about teaching and lots of you responded like holy shit teaching is super super woke and I don't know what I feel about that because i agree i know what you mean that like lots of teachers are left-wing i don't see in practice amongst my the parents of my you know my friends who are parents i don't see evidence of a lot of uh woke bullshit being pushed on people in public schools i do definitely see it in universities at a college level university level i don't see it in schools yet that may just be because none of my Friends have kids older than you know the age of ten, and maybe it, maybe it comes thundering through in high school. I'm not sure. Watch this space. I will approach the gender ideology and woke ideas being taught in schools in the same way I approach everything. I mean, if it comes if it comes to pass that something that is not true is being taught in school, I'll raise it with the teacher and the principal. I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. It depends what you mean. Like you know, I'm sure there will be kids in our kids' class, or classes, who uh, want to switch their gender pronouns, for example. And if you're the type of person who's going to insist on not changing the gender pronoun and insisting on calling the child by their biological sex, that's going to cause a lot of problems. Uh, Now, I think that's a mean thing to do, so I wouldn't do that. I would just call the child by whatever pronoun they want to be called, and their parents want them to be called. If there's a dispute between the child and their parents, you know, how their parents want to deal with the gender thing. And that gets escalated to a school level or teacher. Or, I mean, I'm going to try not to get roped into such debates. That's their business. I mean, from our perspective, I'll teach my children to treat people with respect the way that they want to be treated. And beyond that, I think everything else is reasonably commonsensical. And I, I don't expect the educational system to stray terribly far from that. Until the children are learning critical theory at university, uh, by which point we'll be living in a different world and who knows. Uh, a juice, juice213 on uh, Substack, juice213 says, Do you even lift, bro? Of course he does. I mean, what other question would juice213 ask except, Do you even lift, bro? Like, what's your method to stay in shape, juice213? says, do you track any fitness activities with any smart devices? What's the first hour of your day look like? Uh, I do lift. I lift twice a week. During the pandemic, I decided that I was either going to get fat or I was going to get fit uh, because I was spending too much time sitting around in the first year of the pandemic, eating ice cream and watching Netflix. And apparently that is not conducive to wellness. So uh, I was actually doing a, a kind of a, almost a, I want to say boot camp, but when my fitness trainer hears me use the word boot camp, he gets very angry. He flies into a furious rage. It looks like he's going to beat me because it's not a boot camp. It was just a 12 week intensive program of weight training and diet. Uh, and I lost like, you know, 20 kilos in about three months, so like 50 pounds. And then I just kept it up. Uh, not through intensive aerobic exercise. I hate breaking a sweat. I hate, uh, I hate having my heart pump and like tasting blood in my mouth. That's not fun. Nobody ever had fun running a marathon. You know, it's not fun. Stop pretending that running's fun. Stop trying to make it a thing. Uh, I, I like lifting things. Uh, I enjoy that. I like the feeling of my muscles working out. Uh, and so that's my only method to stay in shape. And then also the other the other revelation there was downloading one of those apps where you enter all of the food that you eat and getting an actual understanding of how many calories are in things and what macronutrients are in what things. So that was eye-opening. I mean, the fact that a large bowl of pasta has way more calories than a large steak was eye-opening. So I was like, I'll just have the steak. I mean, why would I bother? Um, so then, you know, expending the amount of calories that I want to consume on the things that I actually enjoy rather than just cutting out extraneous filler calories that I'm not, like, that I'm not enjoying anyway, that was all part of a kind of a pandemic awakening, pandemic era awakening for me. Uh, do I track fitness activities with smart devices? I don't. I'd kind of like to. I feel like I'm on the precipice of getting, I don't know, a smart watch or something. I feel like I ought to. Um, and what does the first hour of my day look like? Terrible. Terrible shameful, appalling, the ignominy of it is embarrassing, and I shudder even to confess that I usually have to wake up from an alarm or from a child who is coming into my room because he or she is awake, it's usually a she, and then I roll out of bed, I get them food, I, if, if it's one of the two mornings that I'm working out, I will go to the gym, and if it's not, I usually have a podcast to record or something else to write or something to record or something to do, and I don't have time to focus. I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to be mindful. I don't have time to just self-care, you know. I just really lack the time for self-care. I just thought i like I'll myself, Kyle, my self-care um, So maybe someday I will conquer that juice, 213. And uh, tell me this, uh, juice, 213, if you have any tips for how I should track my fitness activities or what the first hour of my day should look like, given that your name is Chief 213.